0: Welcome to Local Gov Matters, the podcast that talks about the latest issues facing Wisconsin, be it counties, cities, villages, and towns. I'm Michelle Thompson of the Wisconsin Counties Association.
1: And I'm Gail Sumi of the League of Wisconsin Municipalities.
0: In this podcast, we discuss what's happening at the Capitol and in communities around the state.
1: You'll hear from local and state officials, other experts, and advocates.
0: We'll provide the local impact of state legislation and insights into how local government works and how it impacts you.
1: It's the background, the stories, and even some insider based that will frame the issues and make it worth your listen.
0: So whether you're sitting at your desk, driving in your car, or getting in your steps on the treadmill, we are thrilled you have joined us. Let's get started. Welcome to Local Gov Matters 2.0. I'm Michelle Thompson of the Wisconsin Counties Association, and I'm Gail Sumi
1: of the League of Wisconsin Municipalities. And with us today, we have.
2: Oh, I'm Jerry Deshane. I'm the exec. I'm wondering where the scotch is. We talked about a conversation. Oh, they said minus the scotch. I'm Jerry Deshane. I'm the executive director of the League of Municipalities, and I am Mark O'Connell of the
3: Wisconsin Counties Association. You know you agree with me on the scotch, and you know you do. I I agree that we're on Local Gov Matters 2.0, and it's uh, great to be here.
0: So this is our inaugural podcast with our new partnership with the League of Wisconsin Municipalities and the Wisconsin Counties Association. We welcome everybody to the podcast. We welcome the people in the room and all of our listeners. So before we pull out the crystal ball, we're going to ask you guys to tell us a little bit about your organization. Um... What do you do? Who do you serve? All of the good stuff.
2: Well, the league was, we're the old man in the group, I guess. We were created in 1898. We represent all the cities and villages in Wisconsin. For the record, there's 190 cities, 412 villages, give or take. Most of them are members. Nearly all of them are members of the league. We do two fundamental things. We get them together so they can share information with one another, and we lobby the legislature on their behalf.
3: And at the Counties Association, uh, all 72 counties are, are part of the Wisconsin Counties Association. And we try to get done whatever it is counties wish to get done, whether it's in uh, Madison in our state capital or in Washington, D.C. I've often said in, in, in regard to county government, uh, if you can go through your whole life and never interact with county government in any great substantial way what that really means is that your life is probably pretty okay uh, we deal with the part of society that most people hope they never have to interact with but you're really glad that someone is because we maintain that fabric of society our jails our land conservation efforts our uh, children need know protective services the foster care element these are issues that are not front page issues but they are issues that, that make Wisconsin and our communities that, that belong to Jerry's organization such great, great places to be.
1: So both of you talked about advocacy, working with the legislature, working with the legislature as a partner, working to influence the legislature. The legislature doesn't plan to be in very many days yet in, this, uh, in the rest of the legislative session. Jerry, what do you see happening in the legislature? What would you like to see happen as well?
2: Well, I think legislators are thinking backwards from November. It's an even-numbered year. It's an election year. So their eyes are on their reelections in the fall. So I think whatever happens or doesn't happen for the remaining, what are we looking at, Mark, maybe three months of session, maybe six or eight days of actual voting, um, a few showpiece items. I, I don't believe they're going to leave town without taking some action on water. There's a tremendous amount of concern about a variety of water pollution, PFAS, phosphates, a number of things. I think you'll see some action there. Otherwise, not a whole lot. We have some technical issues that we want them to focus on, having to do with TIF, having to do with personal property aid. We can talk about that more in detail if your listeners are still awake in a few minutes. (laughs) But the reality is everything that happens in 2020 revolves around the first Tuesday in November of 2020. Mark, what do you think?
3: Yeah, I agree with that 100%. Uh, this is, we're in that odd time period in the two-year session, uh, the beginning of the even-numbered year. It's cleanup issues, but uh, issues that are, that are. it's too close to an election to have really gigantic, major, controversial issues addressed. So as Jerry said, I think water quality, it's one of the few areas where the legislature and the governor might find some common ground, uh, there is a water quality package that came forth in the legislature. It's got some dollars for counties in it for uh, land cons- and water conservation, land and conservation issues. It it expands the the sunset for the uh, septic tank repair and re- and, and and removal. Um, and it's uh, it, it we create an office of of water quality in the state of Wisconsin. The question with this though. Is while I think the assembly and the governor might see some common ground, the senate has um, been—they've been reluctant to expend uh, dollars. And this package is about ten million dollars. So it's interesting. It'll be interesting to see if the senate sees their way clear to to agree with the um, with the governor and and likely the assembly on water quality. We also might uh, we might see. There's been some conversation. About some kind of a, a tax cut uh, it 's been conversation more than anything else. Uh, the conversation has been well probably along the lines of of uh, tech colleges or some removal of some element of the property tax uh, we 're pretty late in the in the game to have a major issue like this actually make its way. Uh, into actual policy, so it, it, it might just be more conversation than policy, or maybe it's laying the brickwork for something that might occur at a, at a later date. And, and I don't mean to kind of steal the interview away from Michelle and Gail, but I'm going to
2: no, anyway. No, go ahead. This go is a
1: conversation. But along
2: that point, Mark, do you think legislators are still going to feel compelled to push a tax cut? There was data that came out just last week that in Wisconsin, we are looking at the lowest tax burden essentially in our lifetimes that as a share of personal income we're down to the point in state and local taxes anyway where we're paying less than we have since the 1970s yeah
3: you know the, the these rankings of taxes they've they's, they've always bothered me uh, a bit um we we keep continue to talk about where where are we in the ranking mm-hmm. uh, are we too high shouldn't we be in the middle well I, the middle um really uh, why i mean do we want to be In the middle on everything. I mean, we're the Lake Wobegon State East. Well, if we have, I mean, for example, (laughs) I've often thought, okay, we want to be in the middle on on in terms of tax burden. Do we want to be in the middle in terms of quality of our roads? Do we want to be in the middle of uh, of the of the country when it comes to uh, how many of our students go on to higher education? We want to be in the middle in ACT scores. That's so a good I, point. I don't know. I mean, a good
1: point. I mean, it's, it's about getting the work done. It's not about where you rank.
3: Well, I, I guess, I mean, what I want to ask the citizens, if we could have a sit-down conversation on, on Local Gov Matters 2.0 uh, with all the citizens of our state, I think the question more is, do you like your quality of life here? Uh, and yes, that costs money. But if you were in another state, and I don't, want to, I don't want to pick in any particular state, but if you were in another state, the answer to that question is, you know, um, we're pretty light on, on services, and my quality of life is, well, it could be better. But in Wisconsin, we have, uh, we have a lot of government, we have a lot of local government, but we have a, a very, very high quality of life. And sometimes you don't get to that quality of life by being in the middle. So the, the idea of, I mean, it, it, we have our, this tax burden is the goal to not have as a, a higher ranking a tax burden. Or is the goal let 's have a society or a community that our citizens want to live in that is attractive, that creates jobs that we our children can stay here, they can become employed here, they can have children here, the grandparents can stay here. Is that the kind of state we want, and that may or may not coincide with a low tax ranking or a high tax ranking so you know sometimes the goals I think are a little are a little uh, we should have a conversation about it.
1: Okay, we should, Mark, and, it, and, and we've been having that conversation at the league office. Jerry, you can talk a little bit more about that, um, the conversation we've been having about...
2: I'm trying to remember the, what conversation that was. But yeah. <laughs> so many
1: conversations. The, uh, yeah, there are so many conversations going on here, some in our head. But before we get away
2: from that, Mark, you brought up the notion that a tax cut is going to be discussed, and then you went into an extremely eloquent five-minute soliloquy about why that's heading in the wrong direction. So, and I agree with you,
3: but do you still think they're going to take up a tax cut? Well, I think the the tax cut is, um, I think there are, uh, clearly some people desire that, and I fully respect that. Um, and it, But it might be more, The conversation might be occurring more because of the timing uh, of that we're in an election year. Um, To to get a a major tax cut, like like some have referenced, that would take a lot of effort and uh, laying a lot of brickwork, uh, bringing a lot of folks in to talk about where the revenues are going to come from and and what we're going to do without revenues that might otherwise come in as a result of a tax cut. So, and and those conversations, uh, I don't think have have been, uh, there haven't been enough of them, and they're not, it, it's not prime time yet. So I think it's more conversation, but it, but it may well be conversation that lays the brickwork for a future tax cut.
1: Do you want to be part of that conversation? Well, and this, this
2: goes back to what Gail was talking about in our office. Part of where we believe the state needs to head, and, and Mark's points about what I would say are, is let's talk quality of life, excellence of life, whatever you want. This is a wonderful, this is a wonderful place to live. Um, we continue to fund local government the wrong way. You know, and that's a, that's a conversation that perhaps we're not going to have right now, but before the election.
0: I think it's most definitely another podcast we should add it to the queue. Definitely Every, every podcast births 10 more.
3: Oh, yeah. <laughs> and her way of cutting us off is to like, <laughs> we're not talking about that right now. I mean, Jerry is right. that's I mean, I, true. I, I, the way we fund local government, and, I, and I, I Jerry and I, we've talked about this many times. We'd love to have a podcast on this issue. Uh, the, the way we fund local government today is not sustainable for the future. And it, it, there's demographics issues that play into it. There's economic issues that play into it. There are structural issues that play into it. There is a, a tax balancing uh, element to to the conversation. So it, we ought to have that conversation because 25 years from now, when when Jerry and I are still at the League and the counties Association... By then, I'll have figured out what I'm doing, though. We're, we're, we're I'll be not, good at it by we're then. We're not going to be talking about how we fund local government through the property tax. It's just not sustainable. So it, it's, uh, it is time to have that conversation.
2: But maybe Michelle, why did you invite us here today?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Where were we? So, so many important topics are before the legislature, and I do have to say, this session has it not gone by so incredibly fast? I know it's only January, but I feel like we're almost in November already.
1: I agree.
3: Yeah, I I agree. I was just in, in Washington recently, and It's almost hard to believe that we're in a re-election time for the presidency. I mean, the the past three years have gone by quickly, and this legislative session, I think, has really, it seems to me, it has gone by very, very quickly. I still have not made up
2: for the sleep that I lost on election night 2016, trying to explain to my members, okay, this is what happened. Never mind what I'd been telling you for three months was going to happen. But yes, it has gone incredibly fast. Um, It's been a really... Interesting, bordering on weird dynamic between the legislature and the governor. But I think that's natural when you have partisan shifts that you haven't seen in a while.
3: I think these next few months are going to seem to go by very quickly as well, since Wisconsin appears more and more to be the pivotal state in the nation when it comes to the presidential election. And what that's going to mean is we are going to have a lot of activity going on in this state. Uh, There's going to be a lot of appearances, uh, a lot of uh, political campaigning, a lot of political ads. And I hope some are humorous because I think those are the best. We're going to have a lot of, uh, I think between now and uh, in November, there's going to be a lot of activity in Wisconsin.
0: Add in the DNC. Coming to our state. Yes, so the that's DNC another coming in July absolutely to Milwaukee. tremendous get for the state. One of the important issues before the legislature, we talk about it all the time, is infrastructure. Local government in the last budget received a 10% increase in general transportation aids, GTA. And just last week, WisDOT released information on their multimodal local support program local governments submitted an astounding 1.4 billion, that's with a B, in applications for the state's one-time 75 million, with an M, MLS grant to fund local transportation projects. According to WisDOT, they received 1,596 applications. They're being reviewed, and recipients are expected to be announced next month already. 75 million, it sounded like a big number. It did at the time. But when you see the 1.4 billion that came in, um, it leaves, there's a there's a bit of a gap there. <laughs> so Mark, this is a, a very large number. Were you expecting to see this many applications in such a large dollar amount?
3: Uh No. Not expecting to see that many, uh, although it, it does indicate something. And it, what it indicates is that we've got great need. Uh, our infrastructure is in need of, of tremendous. Uh, attention. Uh, and, and this is, it's an interesting program because the, 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 the legislature had put forth a package where essentially it was about $95 million for the locals. Uh, and then the governor took action and, and resulted in $75 million. Now, the, these dollars are supposed to go to, an, to a project that has a beginning and an end. And we can all point to it and say, that's what that money got done, as opposed to having it blend into all of our various pots of dollars where we maintain the roads. This is for actual projects. So the, I think the legislature may well be looking at this, and, and if we do it well, this may be a, a sort of a template for what the legislature might do in the future. Seventy-five million this time, maybe it's seventy-five or two hundred and fifty or five hundred million next time for actual projects that have a beginning and an end, and can, and we can point to and get something done. So, was I expecting this kind of dollar amount uh, and and number? Not expecting it. Is it surprising? Uh, 1.4 billion is a, l- a little surprising, uh, but it really it's an indicator, I think, of, of the need we have.
2: Well, what it, what it is really is it's, it's a catalog of what the towns association, the counties, and the league have been saying for a decade here we're falling behind. We're, we're putting off the improvement of Main Street. We're putting off the improvement of, of this road, of that county highway. So now we have this $1.47 billion catalog of need. And those needs aren't going away. The one thing that concerns me, and and I think this gets back to the broader discussion, I think we need to take a real quick look and close look at how we fund infrastructure. A lot of states, a lot of conservative states, Oklahoma, Texas, allow local governments to make that decision for themselves. There was legislation introduced in Wisconsin to allow people at a county level sharing it with local municipal governments to implement a local sales tax as Mark said, for projects. We know what these projects are. We know what we're going to build with this. My concern is that if, you know, and the legislature is great, Two ten percent budget increases for transportation in a row. Ironically, that just got cities back to where they were 15 years before now. Hmm. But if we keep doing this just $75 million at a time, the $1.47 billion, will never come down. I, I'm not good enough at math to kind of divide up how many years that is. But I think it's time to put this into the hands of citizens themselves. Take them to referendum. If they say okay with a small infrastructure tax for an identified list of projects, let's get them done. Let's get them done. Let's get moving forward.
3: I mean, t- two things we know about this transportation issue right now. One is that the governor and legislature made tremendous strides this past budget, uh, we made a major move with some major dollars into transportation. We know that. The second thing we know is that we also we still need a long term fix. Uh, this was uh, what we did. Great work this session. Uh, when I say we, I mean the legislature and the governor. We we as a state did great work. There's a lot more to do, and we need something that is long term and sustainable.
1: So yeah, what yeah, he said exactly. Yeah, yeah. We all have our favorite potholes, but we also have our favorite projects, and a lot of those projects, in fact, the MLS program, the multimodal uh, program, did require that each project have an economic development component, uh, and it sounded like they would score better if if that were the case. So I think there'll be a long-term impact, too, of the program that we're looking at.
0: And I think it'll be interesting come February to see what programs were awarded the dollars and how that is going to have a greater impact on communities.
1: And how it's spread across the state to large and small communities. Gil, did you want to talk about anything else? Sure. The Local Government Institute was founded by the Towns Association, the Counties Association, the League, and at that point the Alliance of Cities um, to work on government cooperation, to work cooperatively really with each other. And I know we're all excited. We have a new executive director coming into the LGI, Tim Hanna. Tell us a little bit about your expectations for the LGI going forward.
2: I'm really nervous because I think Tim is actually going to make us work with Mark.
1: I hope, I hope no, that's I, the case. I, seri- and seri- we, always, we do anyway.
2: For, your, for listeners who may not know Marco, uh, Mark O'Connell, he's the guy right here. Um, Tim Hanna has been the mayor of Appleton for coming up on 24 years and is one of the most brilliant local leaders in Wisconsin, and he's shifting his, his attention now to this little nonprofit that's sold goal is to help cities towns counties and villages work together for the benefit of frankly their constituents who are the same people right and that really if you watch the way the city of Appleton has been governed for two dozen years that's written right into Tim's DNA so I am Gary Becker took us to a great level Tim is going to take that wonderful foundation and just it's going to explode and, and go into the stratosphere
1: and Gary's the former executive director of the LGI Yes. Right, right. Yep. Thanks for clarifying. Didn't I say that? Of course not.
0: Well, we're all inside here, so we I, all know those things. <laughs> he's not saying a word. Well, the, I mean, I'm, the, I'm,
3: I'm so used to just sort of like, go, Mark, <laughs> take it. <laughs> the local government institute, it, It's a, I, I don't think a lot of folks know about the institute, but they have done some really incredible work, and they're adding... To the to the arena of of intellectual thinking, which allows people to make better decisions about the future of our state, whether it's in transportation, whether it's in uh, structure, whether it's in community development, whether it's in economic development, this local government institute uh, is is just a, it's a tremendous tool. And it, for those that haven't heard about it, uh, you should be very happy that it exists. For those that have heard about it, you know that they have done some really, really great work.
1: We'll include a link to it in our description for this podcast. But Michelle, I think this is definitely, we'll have to have Tim Hanna on Absolutely, once he starts his new job um, in April or May or whenever that is. We already have it down in the queue. All right, Ready great. to go.
0: So, gentlemen, I think that concludes our initial Local Gov Matters 2.0. We are so grateful you guys were our guests today. Um, Thank you, our guests Mark O'Connell, Executive Director of the Counties Association, and Jerry DeShane, Executive Director of the League.
2: The League of Municipalities.
0: We are so excited for the year ahead. You can find Local Gov Matters on your favorite podcast app, from iTunes to Podbean to Stitcher. You can also link to the podcast from the WCA and League homepages. All of that will be in our show notes.
1: And I really want to thank our community radio partners, Rice Lake, Oshkosh, Sun Prairie, and Wapaka.
0: And as always, we encourage our listeners to contact us with any suggested show topics. We'll see you next time on... Local Local Gov Matters. Matters.